0: You're now listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Direction Ramblers Podcast presented to you by Follow Mills of Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is uh, Jack Daniels on Ice. And as usual, I am joined by my friends and my co hosts.
2: <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Candace, not so newly at PC, all social media. Uh, my AKA for today is um, What Masters? Mm. What masters was you gonna buy? Who you was gonna buy them from, Lewis? Mm. You gonna get them from Timu? Mm. All right. Masters by Sheen? Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Degrees by Sheree? Sure, right?
2: mm. mm. Anyways, hey everybody, it's Candace and Adrian is here, our resident legal counsel. Hey, Adrian.
0: Hey y'all, this is Adrian, aka Sweetly Seasoned and Suddenly Shuddered.
2: Oh my God! Send mm. that. Send that as a potential show title. Yeah,
1: put that in group chat.
2: Yeah, that might be the one. Um, I mean, while we here, y'all know when we have a light lineup, um, we tend to talk about other things. And so, what I want to say is, uh, how you handle favor, um, is as important as actually having favor. Mm. Okay, you. Ruined your business over two thousand dollars when a Keith Lee cosign would have made you twenty thousand dollars at minimum. That woman's spirit is so nasty that this was bound to happen. There is a there is a reason sometimes why people are where they are in life, and it's not because they're not talented, and it's not because they're not working hard. It's because they are they are bankrupt spiritually you're telling me and it and, and you know what it was the responses from her right oh they weren't with my business i'm only worried about me and my son these were your son's friends
0: oh she really didn't do any marketing when it was her live that keith lee got the recommendation from
2: yeah i'm not accustomed to those type of mamas because i have a mama who has always been everybody's mama, meaning my mama has always been my friend's mama. They call my mother mama. And I've always seen, I've always had a mother who, if my friends were around, hey, baby, you staying for dinner? If you staying for dinner, going on in there, wash your hands and let your mom know you'll be home after dinner. Let her know I'll send her play home too. Y'all coming over to eat, I cooked. You need a ride to school, be ready at 715 15. I'm not so that whole mentality of I'm only worried about me and my son when your son reached out to this woman and her brother to help with the marketing and the promo when y'all knew that Keith Lee was coming into town. And, and I just want to call bullshit. This woman, Sherelle is her name, is good at social media. Um, mm-hmm. She's good at social media. She has built her platform organically. She has amassed thousands and thousands and thousands of followers organically. This the son reached out to her because he knew this, and immediately again, this woman knew all the right moves to play to get Keith Lee at your at, at this woman's food truck. So, the least you could have done was put money in their pocket. She didn't drew up t shirts, she started Instagram lives. Yo, know, she got her brother there cutting, cutting hair. She working on the goddamn food truck. Don't give me that. They not a part of my business. I'm only worried about me and my son. Cause Keith, you would have never came in Keith Lee line of vision if it was not for that woman. And the crazy part is she just said, pay my brother, keep my portion, but pay my brother for, for taking his time out and come in and help it out.
0: Mm, that woman's so nasty and you can tell because if you her look face at the was t-shirt twitching. yeah but mm. if you look at her t-shirt her t-shirt says cakes by kim so you got cakes by kim sweetly seasoned then she shut that down and now it's like all in one catering so that's telling me it's something with you and it's telling me you probably can't run a good business you might be able to cook your ass off but you can't run a good business
2: yeah you're you're not you're not good at, at business and um just even the video she posted like hey everybody hey with slack jaws i've been trying to get in touch with sherelle but she refused like her face Girl, was twitching. her face just, was switching uh... Trying to pretend like she was a decent human being, and I'm a, I'll be honest, i will be honest—I—I use the clock app. I do like—I do like TikTok. Okay, for as much negative shit that people have to say about TikTok, you could call a motherfucker a porch monkey on Twitter, and your account won't get suspended. <laughs> so when people start talking about, you know, how what TikTok is doing with people, information, it is that and the third, y'all, y'all sit on the bird app. And this motherfucker's on the Bird app selling fake Louis Vuitton bags in, in plain sight. And they're spreading all type of political propaganda. So leave me alone about that. But I, I, I'm I on TikTok quite a bit because I find a lot of good stuff on TikTok. Workout routines, you know, recipes, jokes, this, that, and the third, music, you know, some fire-ass mixes on um SoundCloud and so on. That woman has 5,000 followers after initially receiving a Keith Lee co-sign. That tell you everything you need to know about her. Because we have seen businesses go from hundreds of followers on TikTok and Instagram, get a Keith Lee co-sign, and it immediately shoots up 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. Lines wrapped around the block overnight. So yeah, that woman she blocked her own blessing and she and she don't deserve another one so work have the business that you truly deserve because you ain't
0: you don't have no integrity yeah no integrity because if they weren't a part of what you had going on when he started divvying out the money that's when you say oh it's nice that you want to leave tips for them but they're not you know they're not with us so then he could have made a different decision from there but You planned on, you planned, I think initially you were going to do the right thing and then you started thinking and then it was like, you wasn't going to do it, but you're going to get what you get. So you shuddered. So it is what it is. You messed up good faith and goodwill your son is not doing any better he done went from all these praises and you got all these degrees to call you slow and he had to help you through college like ego is ego is a motherfucker ego and greed is a motherfucker he
2: called who
0: slow he called his mom slow oh wow he said she's slow she couldn't really process and like what was going on at the time and now that she has reviewed the videos some bullshit but she know he he called that woman slow let me tell you something you
2: paint me as a motherfucking crook before you paint me as slow and unable to read and comprehend and process information call me a motherfucking scammer
1: calling your own mama slow is wild well.
2: C- telling telling the internet that your mama don't know how to aptly process information while being responsible for cooking people's food is fucking mm. insane. But that's N- what
0: happens when you're lying and you and you ain't uh doing right.
1: Mm, I tell work.
0: you what, nasty work,
1: nasty business, In this yes. Yeah,
2: speaking of nasty business, make so the stallion has. Um, signed a new distribution deal with Warner Music Group in which she retains her masters in her publishing and, and which which I've asked and I this is how you know that that fan base is feeling defeated because they have not bothered me in about 72 hours since that news dropped um who's who's whose masters was 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 she gonna buy
0: that lady going out sad.
2: That lady is going out so sad. First of all, telling somebody you buy their master's in publishing when you have a lien on your own is truly something.
0: Mm. And you're going to be touring for free?
2: And you're about to be touring for free because you owe so much money back to your record label. Mm. That they have put a lien on your publishing and your master's, which you do own of it. Because Lil Wayne sold the probably the best parts of her master's in publishing.
1: I wish
0: y'all... Stop going against Meg. I don't know what it is. Her ancestors, her people on the other side, they got her. Everybody that come up against that girl, it don't work out well for them. Leave her Mm -hmm. alone. She want to twerk and ride the boat and and have healing girl summer and shit. Leave that girl alone.
2: When that lady told her to dig her mama up, I knew... It was about to get very dark and very spooky for that rapper lady. There are just certain things you you don't play with. And before y'all get started, in the beef, you can say what you want to say. You absolutely can. But the, the, the other side of that coin is you have to be ready for the consequences of your words and your actions. So, yeah, you could say whatever you want to say in rap beef. You could talk about people, mama, cat, dog, kids, great-grandmama, aunties, uncles, your uncle who lost his foot to gout and every goddamn thing else. You can certainly say what you want, but you have to be prepared for what comes behind it.
1: A good and- example of that, uh, I mean, in kind of the same, well, not exactly the same vein, but hell, Gucci told uh, Jeezy to dig up his dead homie and we see how that turned out. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, Gucci was ready for the consequences and didn't give a fuck about them. Which I think that's the other thing is that that rapper lady wants her cake and eat it too. She wants to say whatever, say and do whatever the fuck she wants, but also doesn't want to stand up in the consequences of doing what and saying whatever the fuck she wants. And on top of that, the music just ain't good. That's the other part because I'm not gonna hold you when G when Gucci told Jesus to dig up his dead partner. That was a bar because that was a fire ass song. Disrespect aside. How how you disrespect the people and your bars weak? That's the other. That's the other biggest part about it.
2: Yeah.
1: Like this is hip hop. You better you got to come be. You got not only do you have to come hard, you actually have to be hard. You have you have to say crazy shit, and that crazy shit has to be fired. You just saying crazy shit, and half for a very long and, time. And
2: you you're saying crazy shit that you're getting from your stands. You're not even doing also, your homework. You're not even really in the trenches seeing how you can put the nail in this in this rat beef coffin you're just letting your stands guide you into the to the to the abyss of bullshit you t- you was following carl and 1501 executives all across the instagram whole time 1501 and 300 entertainment are owned by warner music group
0: i'm just shaking my head so dejectedly for this one man
2: and then you do this thing about, oh, the machine is behind her. The machine, the machine. The ma- you had a machine
1: behind you. I was going to say, like the same you machine. Le-
2: you, th-
1: Go ahead. Child, I feel like you, we're gonna say the same thing.
2: You took your, you left your ass out of New York, came down to Atlanta, got underneath Deb Atney and Gucci Man and got in the line of vision of Little Wayne. He handpicked you and signed you personally. The little Wayne who has been famous since he was 15 years old.
1: And to add to that, um, like people always, you know, hearken to the fact that she was, you know, the female rapper for a very long time. How do you think that happened, beloved? <laughs> that ain't no cause it ain't because it ain't like female artists and female rappers and artists just stopped doing shit when Nikki like like blew up. That was that's you wanna talk about a machine. You want to talk about sheen? How do you think it, that Nikki was the most prominent person, you know, that you heard of? Yes, she does have rapping ability and talent. So I'm not saying it's completely like she got handpicked, but there was a very conscious effort by the industry to make her the only one because it ain't like other female artists start working.
0: Right? It's just like with black people in white industries, where there's a there can be only one type of thing, and she came up under that. But now these girls nowadays don't need cosigns. They don't have to come in attached to a nigga. And I think part of that, I think that eats her up. I think there are a lot of compromises she made with herself, and she might not even recognize herself today. And to see that these girls now are coming in and don't have to do it.
2: And I think, but
0: but this shit with Meg, she needs to let it go because you're not you calling her a hoe is falling flat.
2: Well, it's, it, and the thing about that is if we, let's just say, let's just say who who Meg has been tied to romantically. So, um, who's the money bag, yo? mm
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: She say it wasn't romantic with Tori. He say it was. So let's just say Tori. Okay. The baby claimed him and Meg messed around. That's three people. Party. The the, the partisan Fontaine negative. That's four people. Four people does not a hoe make. Honestly, I don't even believe a lot of times that ho. I believe you a whore if you're selling pussy. That's when I believe you're a whore. If I believe if you're a prostitute, if you're if, the actual definition of what a whore, if you're selling, if you're selling your body. But four niggas does not a hoe make. Especially when we can tie Nikki to oh, Safari. Let's do it. Nas
0: mm-hmm. meat meal. Mm-hmm. And remember her sure fucking believes, Wayne or Drake. yeah I definitely
2: yes. believe she okay. fucked one or the other of those.
0: so it's like you're doing the same thing that people did to you to this younger girl when you could be you could be better. You could be better. You picked that nigga. What all I think Nikki is very isolated from people because you can't really be out publicly and take pictures with Nikki and Kenneth because he has a stench to him. We not finna? We not finna lie like that sex offender thing doesn't make him persona non grata. But these are decisions you made. You married him. You had a child with him. You did all this knowing he can't chaperone no field trips. He can't be no Boy Scout master. He can't take your baby to the park. You did all of this knowing the limitations that that loving this man would put on your life. And you still signed up for it and you still went along with it.
2: And he got like six or seven kids already. And he not tall and handsome and wealthy and paid and got a career of his own. You had to give him a career. You had to lie and say that he is your manager so that he could legally be able to travel with you and look like he is gainfully employed. Meanwhile, you are in debt out of the wazoo. You have you have created eight thousand shell accounts so that you could get PPP loans.
0: Just going out sad. like I said, just going out sad.
2: Ego. We just talked about it. Ego. Ego do a lot of people in the the state of this country right now is the result of egos. Mm-hmm. Ego. It's ego, and I hate that for you. I hate it for you. You. I hate. I don't that. hate it for because to... she made
0: the decision.
2: I hate it when, when we see women become so male-centered and male-focused that it ultimately becomes their downfall. Because a lot of times, a lot of women become male-centered and, and male-focused for, for gain, for, mm-hmm. for benefit. It's not benefiting you. The things, the, the decisions you're making, the moves that you're making, they do not benefit you. They do not benefit your legacy.
1: Tying yourself
2: to sex offenders is not beneficial for you.
1: I don't even think she cares about that, though. Like, I get it. But, like, a lot of conversation around her is that, you know, she's ruining her legacy. She's attaching herself to, you know, people. She doesn't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. But I think we have to have a come-to-Jesus moment and accept that that lady is just evil. There are just some people who are just truly vile, mean-spirited, evil people. And she's one of them. She's doing all this because she wants to, because she doesn't care, or she she even doesn't understand, nor does, or she understands and doesn't care about the consequences, doesn't care about who it affects, doesn't care about you know what people like us think about her. She's doing all this because she wants to, because she just has a mean, foul, nasty spirit.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but she's gonna end up getting sued, so she well, yeah, needs she needs to it lightly. She gonna end up getting sued because one of them barbs is gonna do some shit. And somebody is gonna pull her into a lawsuit.
2: Yeah, and the barb's been having a rough week too. Because the the, the 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 stand base who prides themselves on doxing has been getting doxed. And they're all quiet and scared now.
0: That's Here's what people a, been should have been doing. People should have been uno reversing on them niggas cause it's very easy when you think you have anonymity on your side, but when I can tell you, oh, so-and-so at such-and-such address, this, this, and this, it, it's kind of hard to still want to be on that.
2: Not, in, not even that. I just want most people to know that they are not good enough at the internet to to play the doxing game. Most people are not good enough at the internet. Most people leave a digital footprint in some capacity. People who are good at the internet and not leaving a digital footprint typically make a living doing that type of stuff. But the average person who thinks that they're good enough that they can trace an IP address or they can, you know, go to somebody's Twitter account, make their way to somebody's Instagram and use their Instagram to find other information about them. You are not good enough to do, to be a, to dox people. Because you have a digital footprint online as well. So there's no reason to be doing this kind of stuff especially behind a fucking celebrity because them folks is starting to catch charges for that shit and Nikki ain't paying for nobody's lawyer fees.
1: Those parasocial relationships people have with celebrities, nasty work.
2: Very nasty. Um, Before we get into the shows, Adrian and I were talking about this um, in our group chat, but The daughter of Chris Fletcher, Lexi, has been on a little social media tour, uh, basically dragging Chris and Nail through the mud. And uh, to people who who love mess unabashedly, they are living, but here at Ratchet Ramblings, we love mess, but we know how to look at it objectively. We, we know how to look at mess objectively and it's not giving what she think it's giving. It's not, it's it's not. Um, I will say one thing that bothered me is that Chris and Nell did not clear up Lexi's timeline in their lives. Lexi is not an outside child. As a matter of fact, Lexi's mother and Chris Fletcher were married mm-hmm. and according to Lexi, Nell was his mistress.
0: Not his only mistress but she was his mistress.
2: Yeah and when Lexi's mother found out about all of Chris's cheating she left him and at some point he he begged to uh, get back with Lexi's mother and when she didn't take him back and the divorce got finalized. He moved on, and then married Nell because initially we thought she was an outside child,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which she is not. But that also begs the question: How many children did he have before Lexi? Because I feel like there's some older kids in that situation, and you know, you're here's. I'm not saying that she doesn't have a a, a right to feel the way that she feels. But the way she's handling it, it's it's not productive. And if you are choosing, if you don't want to have a relationship with your father, why'd you even agree to come to that dinner? Why'd you agree to film? This to me is coming across like a money grab. Like A lot of this is happening because she feels like she's entitled to financial compensation from her father and Nail is standing in the way of that happening. And so she's lashing out. She, she alienates herself from her siblings and so on and so forth. And I don't know what you want people to do with that. If you don't want to be bothered, nobody going to force themselves into your life. Not because you're mad at your daddy.
0: Yeah, it's just like she contradicts herself a lot. She uh, she was always pressing about how she she's barely around them, how she barely knows them, but then gives information that is more than just not knowing someone and not being around someone oh, she never was around, Chris Fletcher. Then her mom comes into the interview and is like, oh, we would meet halfway to do pass-off. So it's like, I think there's some truth in what she's saying, but I think some of her events might be skewed a little bit because of her perspective on things. I think she's mad at Nell because in her mind, Nell is the other woman that broke up her family. And then on top of all of that, he gets with Nell, and now he's living a different lifestyle that I would, that I would gather is different than the lifestyle that Lexi and her mother and stepfather were living. Not saying they was broke, they was poor, but I think there was a difference in the lifestyles. Yeah. yeah, And I think that, I think that upsets her. I think that upsets her a lot, but it's like, you can, for me, it's like, you can be, You can either have a relationship with your father and your siblings or you can hold on to whatever this is that you're feeling. Because it seems like they've extended olive branches to her and it seems like she takes every chance to burn them. But then she also complains that nobody invites her to be around. Well, if you a sourpuss when you around and it's always chaos and confusion and a nasty attitude and you feeling like you didn't get what you deserved or you were not entitled to, I'm not going to invite you around. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to invite you around like that until we can have a conversation so that it can be comfortable for both of us when we're together.
2: Yeah. And I, and for me, the other part is, a lot of Lexi's recounting of this is from her mother's eyes. Because Lexi was three when her mother and Chris separated and ended up divorcing. So these big thoughts and opinions about this come directly from her mother. And because that's the the one she's lived with predominantly all her life, you add into the fact that she can't treat Chris and Nell like an ATM, like their other siblings can, she's going to side with her mother. So it's like, yeah, I don't discount that Nell was not his side chick and He wasn't cheating. He's got a history of cheating with Nell. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, there's a, a something more that we won't, we aren't privy to. And that Chris and Nell more than likely will refuse to discuss. And so Lexi is allowed to, you know, go on this tour and slander them all across the internet. And they're not going to feed into it because then it would open up a whole nother can of worms about his indiscretions and how he treats women. Because even on the show, they kind of use leverage that, oh, he's cheated. But, you know, not, you know, I don't believe in once a cheater, always a cheater. He wanted to change. He's changed. You know, we've been happy since. And so, to go back into the past and kind of open up that that can of worms, um, you know, it would it would paint a different picture than what they're trying to paint, but yeah. Um,
1: yeah, because so right much... now he's definitely painted as, you know, probably the best male, hus- male husband on that show, which, I mean, ain't really hard when you look at the rest of the niggas, so.
2: And I don't believe that because I believe that a lot, all of those men... We're friends and hanging together because they had more than just business ventures in common. Yep. They was all sneaking and creeping on their wives. That's what they was doing in the He Man Woman Haters Club. Cheating.
0: And I and I think that's another reason Martel's so fucking mad. Because all so all of y'all get to cheat on your bitches, but I can't. This is aggressive. Oh,
2: <laughs> Damn, y'all found some bitches with low enough self Never mind. Okay. Hmm. Listen. Also. Marceau has gotten into a huge argument on the book of faces with a, with some friends because apparently he's taking the black business expo on the road to Atlanta and Houston. Well, this, this friend, this couple that are friends of his and Tisha come out and say, Hey, we let it slide when you decided to do your business expo in your hometown town of Huntsville. But we sat down and talked about this black business expo thing. Next thing I know y'all are running with it. Like it's y'all idea all over your show. Then you got the nerve to try to bring it to my city. After you said we would do this as a joint venture.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, we've talked about how, you know, teach, that's what makes it so frustrating about how where Tisha and soul storyline goes. Where we keep focusing on is he, or is he not cheating, and is Tisha, is Tisha not not staying? When there's much more we could talk about and dive into, especially when it comes to their business acumen or hell lack thereof, because they shady. They some shady. They are shady and shifty ass people, both as business as a businessman a businesswoman, and as friends.
2: Yeah. And I mean, they stab their friends in the back now. Stab their own, um, you know, stab their their family in the back now. So it's not surprising at all. Um it's but not. again you know they would have
0: is... kept the two thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> also, this is why I said like I don't feel sorry for Tisha. She her her and Marceau are, are birds of a feather. She is nobody's damsel in distress. So you know, that's that on that. Well, now we can get into the shows. Let's see where y'all want to go. Y'all want to do Love and Marriage DC, or y'all want to do Potomac, or Married to Medicine?
1: Let's get Potomac out of the way.
2: Okay. Um. So first, I guess I want to say first off, um, I don't understand why people refuse to acknowledge that Giselle and Robin get to live by a different set of rules on this show than the other women. Giselle getting to pick and choose when she wants to film and who she wants to film with typically has not been allowed on these shows. Um, They allowed her to do it with the Monique situation. They're allowing her to do it again with Candace. And I just don't understand what she got on Andy because she's allowed to make too many rules for somebody who don't have no fucking storyline. I don't get it. But Okay, fine. Oh, we'll come to it towards the end. Um, But but I just also, if y'all don't like Wendy, you just don't like Wendy. And I just wish people would say that. But Clint, saying that Wendy just needs to move on and act like the shit with Ineka didn't happen, I'm not doing that. Because if you had a problem with me, if you had a problem with my family, if you had a problem with something my mom or my sister said or did, you could have come and talked to me. You had my number. You had my information. You knew how to reach me, even through social media. You you purposely came into this group hot, trying to gain favor with the women who do not care for me. And now that it hadn't worked in your favor, now it's, oh, let's move on. I want to invite you into my home. You just maligned my family as being into dark magic and witchcraft and all kind of shit. But now you want to invite me into your home? Bitch, please, you need to apologize to me and apologize sincerely. I agree with Wendy here. You skipping steps. We need to sit down and have a real heart to heart conversation and some apologies need to be exchanged. You didn't call me out my name. You didn't talked about my family. Your husband didn't to get in my husband's face, but now you want to invite me over to your house? Absolutely fucking not. Ain't no way. Not not with it. No. And the notion that she should just shut up and get over it, because y'all don't require that of Giselle and Robin and Ashley. We watched Giselle hold a grudge for how many seasons? After Monique exposed that Sherman was fucking prostitutes? Wait, what did they miss this? When Giselle was dating Sherman, um, somewhere in that, some prior to that, Sherman had gotten arrested for soliciting a prostitute. Well, when when Giselle and Monique were sparring back and forth, it came up, and that is one of the biggest reasons Giselle went out of her way to try to get Monique off the show because Monique told everybody Sherman fucks prostitutes. Yeah. Oh wow. mm mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't that, remember this.
1: That,
2: that's, didn't remember how, how did that's how. That's how we.
1: That's how we got to the binder and past the holy whore.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was how that started, and then they brought Sherman's uh Sherman's ex-wife onto the show.
0: Now I remember that.
2: Yeah, but prior to the ex-wife coming on, Monique had brought to the group how Sherman was arrested for soliciting a prostitute.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which is hilarious that you was mad at Monique for bringing it up, but not mad at Sherman for doing it.
0: Right.
1: Oof, wow. Yep. Um, She's still she still hot about that. I just yeah, I th- I feel like. To, to your point, Candace, I feel like it's hilarious that Wendy has to get over there when all of you motherfuckers um, hold grudges. All of you motherfuckers hold grudges. All of y'all hold shit. That's been... Hell, that's Giselle and Robbins storyline for like seven... What, five seasons now holding on to old shit because they ain't got no new shit going on.
2: Yep.
1: Hey, y'all been mad at Candace for 64 moons.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Also... For us to be getting to the point where it's reunion time, these episodes surely stink. I'm gonna just like say it. I'm these, gonna just saying this, this season is it falling hasn't been
1: good. It hasn't so been good.
2: Flat.
1: It hasn't been a good one.
2: It's falling really flat. It's not good. I don't have anything else to discuss other than the the conversation between Aneka and Wendy. Nothing else happened in this episode. Nothing. I don't want to hear Mia lying about her marital problems with Gordon. We're going to call a thing a thing here. Mia was married to the money. She was never married to Gordon. When the money was gone, the honey left.
1: It is what it is.
2: It is what it is. They didn't have any big substantial marital issues, but the glue that was holding them together was money. He broke. She didn't get married to him to struggle. So he got to figure it out on his own. If Gordon came in at $40 million tomorrow, Mia would be trying to work her marriage out.
0: I think once he's not married to Mia, he going to be back in the business that they got shut out of.
2: Yeah, she's the reason that they got shut out of that business. She was probably, I guarantee you, it was because Mia was, exp- was spending exorbitant amounts of money. Hell, they was renovating a rental home. They were paying to fix up a fucking rental property that not a property that they were renting to people. They were renting a house and renovating it on top of paying $10,000 a month in rent.
1: That is crazy.
2: You are out your goddamn mind. And in the previews for next week, it rubs me so very raw to see how nasty Giselle Robin and Mia are in regards to Wendy and Eddie's accomplishments, because y'all have a lot to say when, when y'all, when it was all well and good, it was all shits and giggles when, ha- when y'all were calling that man happy Eddie as a, as a negative connotation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: he and Wendy have turned happy Eddie into a stream of income, probably a very lucrative stream of income. And now, Oh, Oh, I don't know no lawyer that doggy's got free time to be doing everything but being a lawyer. And oh, if you just want to be the local weed man, you bitches sound fucking dumb. And y'all, the local who never-
0: weed man, the anti-blackness yeah. jumped out with that. Right? You. Mm-hmm. That,
1: you right.
0: Wow. Yeah. Right?
1: And and yeah. I pick it back off of that. Even if that's the case, it's even if that's the case, it's still than what the fuck you bitches doing. Cause y'all ain't doing shit.
2: Let me let me let me say this. Man, wow, this is as somebody who lived in Denver for six years, and subsequently, I would fall down rabbit holes about um the cannabis industry. The of canna- the legal cannabis industry is a billion dollar industry that has historically closed minorities out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If you knew how many hoops one had to jump through to have a dispensary in Colorado you would know firsthand that those those all those legalities are put into place to shut minorities out of them do like let's be honest do do, do we really think it requires a million dollars to open a dispensary yes but you have to have a million dollars in in liquid assets to be able to open a dispensary in Colorado not, you can't be worth a million dollars. You have to be able to produce a million dollars to open a dispensary in Colorado.
0: This world oh, is just so fucked up. Because you criminalize something so long. You have all these black and brown people in jail from weed charges. But now that you want to make it legal, now you, you're you just making it so... You're shutting out the people that you criminalized in the first place. Yeah, and I haven't seen any place that has dispensaries and has decriminalized marijuana have a really good, robust policy for addressing and encouraging and making it easier for minorities that were affected by this to get into the industry. I haven't seen anybody with a good, with a really good, robust policy for that.
2: Mm-mm. And even when we start to talk about. The black people or the minorities, people of color, that we do see getting into the cannabis industry, they're already wealthy and famous. Mm-hmm. Shawnee O'Neill, you know, no, the first
0: lady. Yeah, well, Shawnee guess, owns a dispensary. Well, I guess the there was a burning bush in the Bible, so okay,
1: all right.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, Shawnee is in the is in the legal cannabis industry. <laughs> yeah. Snoop Dogg, Jay Z, you know
1: Eminem, his Basquiat.
2: Ooh. yeah, like people. So to take and I'm not saying like I know that Wendy and Eddie are not poor by any stretch of the imagination, but they're a far cry from a Jay Z or a Shawnee O'Neill. So to me, it is absolutely important and imperative to to congratulate this Black African family. On getting into an industry that goes out of its way to shut minorities out of it. So just even seeing the previews for next week, how dismissive and how critical and nitpicky they are when quite literally Wendy and Eddie planned a, a an event and invited everyone so that they could come and try Happy Eddie and roll their own joints and blunts and shit like that. that, that to me, that is so cool. And it does a good job of destigmatizing cannabis and THC.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, white women ain't going to get there. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and,
2: and here's the and, thing: and, uh, if, on, Robin, me... if, Robin, if Robin, Giselle, and Mia or Ashley could get their foot in the in the cannabis industry, those bitches would run head first into you that goddamn money.
0: Because Ashley was already selling kangaroo steaks. So, oh. you know, she.
1: And I, I want to say this, like, eat, like I, everything that you said, <laughs> Adrian, everything that you said was extremely, <laughs> extremely valid, Cam. <camera. laughs> like, I want, I want to double back so bad.
2: <laughs> double back, let's go. You was, <laughs> Adrian. You were selling kangaroo steaks to go with that kangaroo pussy that Michael didn't want. <laughs> he was hopping everywhere, but inside you.
1: <laughs> Something was down under, but it wasn't him. It, he
2: was he was in a hole for show. <laughs> he was down under in some Bucci cat. <laughs>
1: <Bucci-Rachi>. <laughs> um, <laughs> the
2: Bucci <boochie> down under. <laughs> Hello, mate.
1: <laughs> well, over there. He was selling some pouch, I tell you what. Um Real quick, I, like, even before we get into, like, how dope it is that, you know, an African couple is doing this, it, let's just, like, center in and, like, lock in Giselle, Robin, and Mia. I, I hate to break it to you, but the only thing y'all have is this show. Eddie and Wendy are successful in spite of this show. So the audacity yeah. of you goddamn loose neck motherfuckers to be up here shading anybody for any type of accomplishments that's how I know y'all white women, for real. Because white women ain't got nothing me, but on that. I nasty. just
2: want to ask you, how you a boss that got out of from your own business? Nasty. It sounded like you just a worker, baby. And you got a lot to say. And like I said, they turned this from something that y'all tried to make very oh. negative and very nasty. And they turned it into a stream of income. And not only does is Happy Eddie the brand... They have a strain of THC called Happy Eddie. They also have a strain called Zen Win. Yep,
0: just came out.
2: They are making the fucking money. They are getting to the money. They are creating generational wealth in an industry that has tried to close us out of it. And I don't give a fuck how how many petty spats y'all have had. And the thing is, even the the shit between you and y'all and Wendy, y'all did it. Y'all started it. It would be so totally different if Wendy started some shit with y'all. And then I'd be like, okay, yeah, she did start that shit, fucker. But y'all are holding this grudge against Wendy. When y'all started with Wendy, Wendy did not start with y'all. That's the weird part about it. That's the white woman in y'all, like Jeremy said. Y'all are playing victims and y'all are truly the villains in this situation. So it's just like, you know, it... eat a bag of dicks. Eat a bag, of, eat a dick up till you hiccup because it's giving very much petty. But in, in the spirit of Black History Month, and we only going to celebrate this to the 15th because she married to a white man. The case between Ashley, um, the case between Michael Darby and Candace was dismissed with prejudice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was dismissed with prejudice and basically the documents have been saying that Michael Darby signed a waiver to be on that reality TV show. And so Mm -hmm. you, your reputation was not tarnished everything that has been said about him. Everything that Candace said had been said on the show before had been discussed even by Andy. And Mm -hmm. so there was no way that what, what Candace said or repeated tarnished his reputation and his image because if that was the case, he should have he should have stopped doing the show.
0: I remember a wise lawyer saying something very similar to this. Yes, when
2: we call her Adrian,
0: mm-hmm. lock in. When I knew
2: that. Hey, shit listen, was baby, get this list. is when it's time to toot your horn, baby. Toot it, toot toot.
0: Because it didn't when- it didn't make sense once you broke down the elements. Once you broke down everything, they would have to prove it. Just it just was no way. There was no way possible.
2: What did NeNe Leaks say? Hunk the horn on him, Greg. Toot toot. Hunk <laughs> the horn on him, Adrian. <laughs> I told folks.
0: I been telling folks. Just like I I been telling folks with this uh the the man trying to sue Meg over the Megan law line like feelings aren't the law. Mm.
2: And I feel the law. And I know Okay, because I've seen several lawyers on Twitter say similar things when we've been like when there have been conversations like regarding sexual assault, rape, domestic violence and things like that. And people get so angry, but you you have to properly define these things because that's what happens in the court of law. The court of law does not function off of what you feel is right. Or what you think should be right, it functions off of what the what the law outlines is is right, wrong, and indifferent.
1: And I mean, that's not to say that what you feel isn't is right, right? Yeah, that's just how the court works, you know.
2: You know, for good or bad, but yeah, no, you know? yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> for good or for bad, for good or for bad, we're not going to say everything that the that the law outlines is right is right, but we're just going to say that your feelings do not define. Law and legality. Okay. Um, I'm very happy to see this for Candace. I'm not a huge Candace fan. I've always thought she's had a mouth on her and plays victim at the same time. But in no form or fashion did she say anything about Michael Darby that the rest of the cast had not said about him.
1: I mean, and not only that, motherfucker, you did all that shit. So <laughs> that's the other you, part.
2: And and quite literally, I'm off I'm probably quite sure that his infidelities got brought up in that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure his infidelities were qu- called into question.
0: What all the stuff that y'all have said on the show about how you and Ashley were essentially swingers and mm-hmm. bringing in boys and girls. So if you, if y'all already said that, how did you, Candace ruin your reputation by repeating the same thing?
2: hmm and not and and I guarantee you now that this lawsuit has been dismissed and with prejudice meaning he cannot try to sue her again
0: mm-hmm.
2: um he's gonna be back on the show next season. I quite literally think he sat out this season so that one Ashley could try to pedal this soon filing for a <laughs> divorce storyline and two so that it could help his case. yeah, that's exactly why I think that we don't see him on the show this season. I guarantee you next season, Michael Darby will be back in the fold.
1: I hope not, because Lord knows I don't want to see that Thumb on my TV screen.
2: Yeah, I don't want to see Gollum on my TV screen either. Um, ooh, Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine. Um, A lot has been... Okay, clock me if I'm wrong, y'all. I feel like more mess has been happening on social media regarding these shows than has actually been happening on these goddamn shows.
1: No, you're not right. wrong. This will be true.
2: Because Buffy is what happened when you have a point and then you get too much dip on your chip. So we all s- saw it happen when it happened, how awful and how nasty uh, Dr. Jackie was to Buffy and bringing up her infertility issues without Buffy's consent. And when she was called on it, how she lashed out, so viscerally to anybody who dared to say she was wrong and she owed that woman a sincere apology
1: um which which and one of my followers um brought this brought this up to me um it's, it is kind of funny that Simone because Jackie was so vile in that Simone kind of gets by because Simone is who Jackie got it from
2: yeah yeah
1: but continue Frank continue,
2: continue. yeah no yeah um but even still like you should be able to share some shit with your best friend of umpteen years, um, and that friend
1: not that do friend what not did.
2: get yeah. in front of a a group of people and be like, "Yeah, and my and my good girlfriend Simone said this bitch can't have babies."
1: Yeah. <laughs> that really is how Jackie said it, <laughs>
2: Finger pointing, everything. Yeah. Right, me.
1: This
2: is her right there. You see her, you know. How, hey, man. Yeah, with the white man that look like Santa Claus, them them motherfuckers can't have kids. Her <laughs> ovaries bad.
1: Hey, fuck no, but that is really how Jackie said. That's anymore.
2: how <laughs> <laughs> she really went on there like,
1: "Who a child? <laughs> she can't have kids. Wouldn't let that happen to me though." No.
2: <laughs> well, um, oh, man. Buffy has been on a drag these hoes world tour. And rightfully so, I don't I would not ever let up off of Jackie because Jackie was never sincere in rectifying that situation with Buffy. In fact, how she responded was if Buffy continues to be on this show, I won't be. And ultimately, Buffy was cast out. Um, so yeah, I I I'm with it. I just don't think that we, you know, Buffy should ever let up off Simone, but something she did an interview and she, Buffy said that during filming, Contessa attacked her. And when she attacked her, she also started screaming out really obscene and nasty things about Buffy not being able to have kids. And she said that Contessa said something along the lines of, uh, I'm a hold you down and rock you like the babies you should have had or some shit like that and contessa hopped out the gate and said bitch you a lie (laughs) she said not only you a lie you're a bold faced fucking lie she said first of all the cameras let's tell it the cameras was rolling that means the whole cast was around why has nobody ever heard about a physical altercation between you and I
1: I mean, especially Contessa to Remember, Contessa don't play. Listen, when Contessa want to whoop somebody's ass, she, she she let her know that she want to whoop somebody's ass. Cause remember, she was about to whoop uh, toy ass? Uh-huh.
2: And not only that, Contessa was like, I have lost multiple pregnancies, even beyond the first trimester. And you and I had discussed it. And this is why I had was backing you so vehemently when jackie did what she did because i know what it's like to lose back-to-back pregnancies and to have to bury babies
1: which she did we did see on the on the show contessa was one of the few that was like jackie bitch you wrong
2: and so Mm -hmm. contessa's like for you to do this to lie on me you out your motherfucking mind. And Contessa was like, and bitch, I'm about to sue you. You mm. told me you would like to see, you would like for us, for somebody to sue you. Well, bitch is me. I'm here. Mm. So let's put a pin mm. in that and keep an eye on it. Because if there's no truth to what, you know, uh, Buffy is saying, she she deserves all her lashings from Contessa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I have to and I I, I, I talked about it on, on Twitter when I saw uh, with uh, Candace and that when I saw that interview, the reason I was dismissive of it in, initially before watching the video is because somebody posted it. And the connotation that they posted it with was very much that Buffett was lying about the entire thing. Um, they didn't they didn't specify oh she's lying about this which she is because she's she's definitely lying on contessa she was making the old that person that person that posted to make it it would seem like buffy was lying about everything including the jackie shit and she just perpetual victim i'm like nigga that's not what the fuck nigga we saw that (laughs) like no we saw that she is wrong about this thing with contessa and she filed for that, especially considering Contessa was one of the ones that was back to her. But she was not... She ain't wrong about the entire thing. Um, so I just wanted to say that, because I did. Like, it was it was definitely a situation of me reacting before actually seeing it, and then Candace was like, nah, the, the, the original poster is wilding but nah, uh, Buffy is wrong about Contessa in this situation. Right, yeah. Which, that's um... nasty, because Contessa definitely was one of them. Shit, I think she was the only one, because... Heavenly didn't say shit. It? She said it in hook a fit. Well, no, heavenly, heavenly didn't say shit. Toya said a little bit, but she, you know, it's Toya. She, you know, we know lord knows she ain't got no damn spine. Um, um, what's 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 the bitch name? Um horse mouth. Tip of my tongue. Can't help me Simone? out, y'all. yes. Thank oh. you. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Simone. I remember Simone being miffed, not that Jackie did it, but but that but 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 because Jackie's told said something that she told her in confidence. And I I do remember that being a little point of contention and friction with them that season, but not nothing too major. It was more so that Simone was annoyed that Jackie said it, but but uh because she told her, not that like she was wrong in saying it. Um more so just the, so Simone was trying to cover her own ass more than hold her friend accountable for the wrong that she did. Um but Contessa was really the only one to speak up against Jackie in that season. It was like calling her dead ass wrong. So, yeah. For, so, again, it's to what your point, Candace, When you write about one thing, and but you get a little bit too much dip on your chip. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Well, you yeah, know, that's that on that. Um. Get the hell luck, everybody. Um. Let's Real move qu- on to. Real quick
1: before we do, though. Love yeah. how the most important, love how the most juiciest thing about *Marriage Medicine* was the shit on social media, not that actual episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, not even that. Actually, this episode to me is the start of it being mildly being better than it has been since Quad departed the show. Um, so first of all, I want to say this: I think Andy in production dropped the ball adding Phaedra to the cast because. For these ladies to be so obnoxiously unwavering about people being on this show and not being married to medicine, we have not seen any proof of Phaedra being involved with anybody in the medical field. As a matter of fact, Heavenly put together a mixer and was trying to set Phaedra up with single and available men. So again, don't ever give me this married to medicine bullshit that y'all have tried to pull with Quad, because we have not seen yet Phaedra even date a goddamn doctor, let alone be married to one.
1: I mean, we haven't seen not only that we just haven't seen Phaedra do anything like what I I I I've said this before. I said it again, I do not understand the appeal and that the appeal that people have for Phaedra. She she boring. Yeah. She born in here. She was born on What's the other show that she was on that we covered, Candace. Um, was it Boot Camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah she Boot was on Marriage Boot, on Boot, Boot. Boot Camp. Yeah,
0: she yeah, was on she Married was born on
1: Marriage Boot, Boot Camp. Uh, hell, her, the partners that she was with were more interesting than she was. She was she was born on that Atlanta. She was interesting on Atlanta because of the beef that she had with people, not because she herself was interesting. Like it's, a, I don't get it. I don't get what y'all see in Feifei. I really don't. I-
2: I don't think she adds anything to this cast. I don't. I don't care about her as a mother. I don't care. Like, none of that matters, especially for a group of ladies who wanted to cast Quad out so so badly when she was no longer married to medicine. Y'all have invited this woman in, and she has no ties to medicine. She's not dating a doctor. The doctor they said she was dating, nobody had ever seen a picture of him. The one thing that Phaedra does and does really well is be a fucking liar. That's it. Mm-hmm. Now to the elephant in the room. Um, Simone announces a couple's trip to Hilton Head, South Carolina. If you don't know, Hilton Head is like a swankier, more elevated Myrtle Beach. It, it, it's a sexier, more expensive version of Myrtle Beach. Um Prim prim and proper for a couple's trip and things like that. Now, I had forgotten that Hilton Head is where Curtis was caught cheating because it was like he was just caught cheating. It didn't matter to me where the fuck he was caught cheating. He was caught cheating. So Heavenly goes into attack mode when Simone says we're going to Hilton Head. Oh, let me rewind. It came out on social media that... Originally, Simone wanted to do a group trip to somewhere in Africa and Bravo would not approve the budget for it. And so they ended up settling on Hilton Head. That's the first thing. So to kind of act like, and I'm kind of annoyed because y'all know I cannot stand Simone, but to paint this as Simone went out of her way to, to intentionally harm and get under jackie's skin and do something malicious first things first curtis got caught cheating that's the 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 beginning middle and end of the situation it doesn't matter where the fuck he got caught cheating at do you think hilton head is the only place he was taking that bitch he was he was told that woman everywhere outside of fucking atlanta so to me, to me, to act like the everybody should be so cognizant of where they travel to because Curtis might have taken his mistress there. That's bullshit. And honestly, to me, it feels like Curtis and Jackie have not ever really fully recovered from his infidelity. And, and so they don't want to be on the scene of the, the crime. Because we know that Jackie is a sweep it under the rug and let it fester type of bitch. She did it with Buffy. She did it when her and Simone were on the out. So uh, she absolutely did this when her marriage hit a bump in the road. And more than likely, which I've said before, she didn't leave Curtis because it was cheaper to keep him. And we have seen Curtis very little. They claim he's working on some special project in in the DR. When we finally do see a one-on-one scene with him and Jackie, they seem really awkward and like they're hardly together. I think there's trouble in paradise. I think they are waiting for the right time to let the cast and production know that they're separated and ultimately headed for a divorce. But I think that, like, I feel like that's why they don't want to go on this couple trip. They're, In fact, they're the complete opposite of healed from the infidelity. They've not been really good since.
1: Well, I will say this is the first time they've had a storyline since then, so
2: yeah. I mean, and I'm tired of Heavenly being a guard dog for Jackie. Jackie's spirit is nasty enough where she that bitch should be able to stand on her own two feet and talk her own shit. You doing all that goddamn barking and yipping, like this ain't a woman who call everybody and they mammy fat. Including you. Do y'all do y'all think Simone is in the wrong? Or do you feel like it was just an oversight on her part and it wasn't done with intention because I feel like I don't think cheating is the end all be all in everybody's relationship. I do think there are some people who can rebound from cheating and go on to be happy and work through those issues and make sure that they never happen again and address them head on. Um, I just don't think this is one of those situations where Jackie and Curtis heal from it. And because if it was, I feel like you would use Hilton head to create new memories as 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 a couple. You would take that stink and that stench off of it or that nasty taste that it left in your mouth. And y'all would create some new some new memories together as a married couple.
1: They'll make the room stink.
2: Well, Kurt is ugly. So I know any room he walk in <laughs> stink. <laughs>
1: um... To answer your question, uh, my opinion is that I do understand that it looks bad, but I do ultimately think that this was just an oversight on Simone's part and it wasn't uh, done with malicious uh, intent. I do see how it looks, though. I'm not going to lie on that. Like, it's not, you know, that it's not a bad look when it is. But I don't think it was intentional. I just think, listen, Simone can barely keep up with herself, her teeth, um, uh, What's her, What's the man name? Um, Cecil. Cecil. She can barely keep up with them boys. I It, it don't. I don't think she even looked twice at that shit. And then it, it probably hit on the rebounds like, ah, fuck. But I don't think she did it on purpose to be mean. And at least I don't think. What's no, name?
0: I don't. No, I don't think I don't think so either. And Candace, you're right. Jackie is not over it. Because I can remember, personal story, I can remember when I found out someone I was dating was cheating on me because I found the movie stubs for the movie Gothica with Halle Berry. Do you know to this day, I still haven't watched that movie? So I can understand how someone can be triggered, but I I don't think Simone did it on purpose. And like you said, Candace, I do think it's an opportunity for them to, reimagine and put something positive on hilton head
2: yeah i think this is as usual heavenly centering herself in something that really doesn't have anything to do with her um
1: because she too does not have a storyline
2: yeah she's using this as an opportunity to create division and mess amongst the group um and to, you know, divide the enemy lines. You know, Heavenly and Simone have never really liked each other. The, it was further solidified when Jackie and Heavenly got close, just like Simone getting close with Toya, knowing that Jackie doesn't really care for Toya. Um, I think what these ladies are trying to do is not going to work out in their favor. Um, and it's going to lead us to a potomac type of situation like those women's have those women have divided themselves uh you know so far they've they strayed so far from the group dynamic that it's getting really hard to get those ladies who even work together let alone not, be cordial or be friends not the marriage
1: to medicine civil war
2: yeah for sure and and heavenly is uh heavenly gonna be biting everybody with that underbite mm. And Simone gonna be neighing and bucking.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: before we go, before we go, before we motherfucker, before we go on to love and marriage, you and Adrian been showing out the last several weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been doing anything.
2: Uh, Can you imagine Mr. Ed in a suit of armor? (laughs) (laughs) Listen, before we go, Mariah did an interview with Carlos King. And what I want to say is all of these women are guilty of putting 10 on 2. All of these women on Married to Medicine are guilty of putting 10 on two. They are the biggest collective of throw stones and hide your hands type of women I've seen across the Bravo sphere. Okay, Mm. because every last one of them that has done a sit down with Carlos King cannot stand up in the shit that they have done to lead to the degradation of their friendships amongst this group of women okay heavenly does it uh quad did it mariah did it like they do this thing where it's where it becomes well it didn't happen like that i love quad and here go quad i love mariah and i loved heavenly meanwhile y'all was all talking shit about each other true to this day to this day, I don't believe Mariah has been on anybody's drugs. I think all of those ladies having access to money have probably done a fair share of smoking a little ganja, g- getting a little drunk. I don't think n- any of these ladies in this group, past or present, have been no coke snorting Pablo Escobar ass bitches. I don't. Yeah, well, I don't- I'm
0: going. I'm gonna insert real quick. Because based on, because Funky Dineva, a YouTuber, has relationships with like Mariah and Quad and all of them. And it would be insinuated, not that she had like a habit or anything, but that Coke is like just something that is kind of just done. It's almost at the level of weed, was his explanation. Then that would mean they all do it. Right. So that's what he was saying. That's why he was like, I'm trying to remember it, that it wasn't. That whatever Quad was saying, she really shouldn't because it's something that really all of them have done. Which, I mean,
2: we know that cocaine is the marijuana of wealthy people.
0: And I, I mean, I
2: ain't even trying to be funny. If if one of them was straight-laced, it would be Jackie. She just seems like a very born bitch. Oh, but yeah. as a, she don't eat
0: carbs, so I know she not doing coke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: so... as mm. mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> She just on the Atkins diet. She's not high. She's doing Atkins. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I don't think Mariah was some nasty, coked out, coke head ass bitch. I don't think Quad was fucking nobody's husband. I don't think Toya was cheating on Eugene. I think all of these ladies have done a good job of slandering each other with salacious lies and rumors. And when it's all said and done, all of them hide their hands. Well, I only said this because she did this. You know, it's kind of one of those situations. Um, Regardless of what Mariah says, I think she very much wishes she was back on this show amongst this group of women. Um, yes, she created Married to Medicine. But if it this Married to Medicine is only what it is because of the cast, because if that was the case, she could create another one.
0: True. Mm-hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. just this was just one of those once in a lifetime things that came along and it it just all all the pieces aligned properly and as we see when you take out the key components it just doesn't work as well as it used to married to medicine is not as good as it was without mariah because mariah had she had a nasty mouth on her and she could slice and dice with the best of them verbally she used to tear simone the fuck up i didn't feel like talking to the easter bunny anyway you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this this cast doesn't work as well without quad. You need your you need your ogs, and I think Real Housewives of Atlanta is the same way. It's struggling because it's missing certain ogs. It it is missing Nene, which she's never coming back. And I want people to give it up and stop bringing her up. But it's missing that. I think Cynthia is missed. You know what I'm saying? I think. You know, I don't think Kim is missed but again I just think that dynamic worked how it did because of the cast the ensemble cast that was put together and I do think all of the ladies want to be back on that show and try to get things where they used to be or at least a new normal that's what I will say um,
1: but oh, uh, th- uh, speaking, of, speaking of coke uh, I just want to interject real quick <laughs> Um in real time, uh the Grammy's account mistakenly announced Barbie World as the winner for best rap song uh by mistake, and they have quickly corrected it, which means we are now going to go into at least oh another my two. God. we are going oh to go my into god. we are going to go into at least another two weeks of that lady spiraling. Oh god help us god. all. She's
0: gonna be spinning like a skippet. Oh my god.
2: Mm. Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, God help us all. Because the the amount of coke now you want to talk about somebody doing cocaine. Oh my allegedly.
0: Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Some she listen.
0: It's very cokish behavior. I'll say that. It's it's, cokish behavior. It's coca light. Oh my, my, oh, lord. This, for, this is full double full blast coke this,
1: lady. I t- <laughs> coke like, that lady this is
0: coke t- from the, t- the 80s
2: when she told that lady when she told Meg to dig her mother up t- I knew times were gonna get really spooky for her oh my lord Um. so yeah I'm <laughs> okay 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 le- le- love and marriage DC okay um so a little bit of me feels like Joy is putting 10 on two with this thing with uh, with Ashley. Um, I don't think Ashley's intent, her impact and her intention landed the same. I don't feel like she was trying to spread Joy's business. Um, I think she felt like she was sharing something with her friend, um, Arena, when she said that Joy and Clifton were already married. And Arena was just being a shitty friend and did what she did. I think everything after it, like, if you don't want to move forward, um, stay from around her. Stay from around her. If you can't forgive her after she has apologized and you are still carrying some smoke on your chest, stay from around her. Why would you come to her Christmas party at her house if you knew that you were still pissy about it? Mm-mm-mm. I just I don't know what they want us to say about that. But, you know, it just it seemed like a one sided beef on Joy's part. Like you don't like Ashley and, you know, stay from around people you don't like. Now, Ashley telling somebody she made her break, she can make she make her break them when it comes to love and marriage. Y'all, that's not a Bravo show. Now, is not even love and marriage Huntsville. We quite literally are getting footage from y'all that's more than a year old. So, Ashley, you mm. you got a little too much dip on your chip, too. Mm. You got a little too much dip on your chip because you you can't make anybody. We didn't know who you were until you got on this show. Maybe mm. long known locally, but we didn't know who a Ashley Silva was. True. And you, y'all just became the main characters when Monique and Chris bowed out. Mm. Let's also remember oh, that. Mm. The show was built around Chris and Monique Samuels. True. When they when their mm-hmm. marriage went awry, y'all became the main couple. But initially, y'all were just the supporting cast to Chris and Monique. Mm-hmm. So no, you can't, you can't make or break nobody, sweet pea. Totally. And for you to have such a nasty attitude <laughs> when you get mad... What did you think telling the to calm down was going to do? Telling people to calm down when they already on a thousand. To me, it's worse than just walking away and saying, hey, let's discuss this when our tempers subside. Do you know anybody who has ever calmed down while they was already pissed after you didn't tell them three or four times, calm down, let's stop? Mm -mm. It don't work like that. That's why you shouldn't escalate, because de-escalation is always far harder once you escalated to that point. Okay, this Jamie, little Jamie in and quick situation. Uh you can't
0: talk about my kid even if I talk about my kid.
2: (laughs) So the first thing is that I wanna say you shouldn't you shouldn't even talk about your goddamn kid. the The way Big Jamie has talked about little Jamie. And we have to be very mindful of the things that we How we even speak to other people about our children, friends or otherwise, because we open the door for how people discuss our children. When I have ever talked about London or Taj with y'all, it's always from a, a place of love, even if they're driving me crazy when Adrian brings up her her child, it's always from a place of love and it's always respectful and it's always done with love. And by default, if I want to say something about Adrian's child, it's I'm going to follow in the way that she talks about her child. Now, if you have common sense, even if somebody do talk about their child like shit, you shouldn't follow suit. And that's yeah. what Adrian is saying. Regardless of what I say, watch how you step. Yeah. That's the first thing. But I will say in that moment, I don't think Quick was trying to be malicious or harmful. But again, your intention and your impact do not always land the same. And little Jamie had a right to feel how he felt about what he saw on TV. Because we also don't know how it was edited and chopped up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But what we saw Came across as if he was Saying this this little Motherfucker was he been bad all His life and got the nerve to be entitled And it's it's true It is true the little motherfucker Is an idiot okay He is he got a silver Spoon in his mouth you caught a Dope mm-hmm. charge while your daddy was the pigs
1: And that's the business
2: You was I he get he, you out of
1: there? Hello
0: oh, I Sorry, that's, all wrong. that's wrong.
2: He called a dope charge while Jamie was still a cop. Not only that, not only was Jamie a, a police officer who was in the force so long he retired, he's also always had other streams of income and so on and so forth. He's a mover and shaker in the DC metropolitan area and so on and so forth. Um, But your son was trying to be a, a drug dealer. When he quite literally had no reason to be. Your son was making piss poor decisions when he didn't have to. There is a huge conversation that the Taylors refuse to have about what has gone on with Jamie, little Jamie. Because why is he trying to be the plug and that has never been his life? He is not built for the streets.
1: Trying to y'all
2: be the plug, got in an argument last season because y'all wouldn't pay his goddamn car insurance.
1: Trying to be the plug when your dad is a police officer is crazy.
2: You could, I know he was a crooked cop because he a crooked husband.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
2: so I know you could have went to your daddy, and y'all could have took the city by fucking storm. You and your daddy so disconnected that you got a plug with the law who could help you stay under the stay under the, the the police and the laws radar and y'all so disconnected that y'all couldn't even come together as one to sell fucking dope. I'm not catching no dope case if my father is a police officer. Bitch you better make all this evidence disappear. That dope charge better turn into a speeding ticket. boom
1: made this dope charge disappear like you disappeared in your marriage.
2: Y'all are on a
1: roll
0: today.
2: <laughs> so He had a right to feel the way that he felt. But I think the bigger issue and quick and Ashley hit it right on the head is that little Jamie is so used to big Jamie saying nasty things to him and about him that hearing something similar from quick who he saw as a mentor and a confidant different from his father really triggered him. I agree with that. Yeah, it it was really triggering from him. For somebody who he confides in, somebody who has talked to him a lot differently than his father have, who has extended him a level of respect and decency that his father has not. To hear him saying what he said, it made him feel like you ain't no different than my fucking dad. Yep. You don't respect me or value me either. Mm -hmm. And I can't lash out at my dad. I can't beat my dad. But nigga, I could take my anger out on you. I can come at your fucking neck with no repercussion. Like I said, it's layers to this. And which to that point, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy.
1: Which to that point, I mean, and this kind of just again, you as a parent should have common sense to not talk bad about your child, but you as a outside party should also have, you know, common sense to even if their parents, you know, badmouth their child. You you shouldn't follow that parent and not having common sense, right? At the same time, if you are friends with that parent and you and you as the outside party recognize the problem and maybe they have and we just haven't seen it, but at some point as 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 their friends, you should be like, has has no conversation come up with 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 Big Jamie like, hey nigga, that's your child. Why are you talking to your child any old type of goddamn way? Like I like has no conversation came up with that where he's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> that is your son. What why are you talking to about to and about your son like a dog on the street?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, just because he's saying it doesn't mean quick gets to reiterate it. Um, but it it opens the door to a bigger problem. And it's and that's that big Jamie is not kind to the people in his life. He, we've seen nope. him talk to Arena like shit We've seen him talk to little Jamie like shit We've seen him talk to the uh, Cute little blind son like shit And try to force his decisions And refuse to just be a supportive And present parent He just is not a kind Person And, it's, and th- these are the ramifications Of that This is what happens when you do take kindness And gentility out of a home Everybody is on guard Everybody has a wall up. Everybody is waiting for the other shoe to drop because for the previews from next week, Jamie and arena getting into it. Why is he constantly into it with the people in his life? He is the common denigrator. He
1: is the, he is the, the, he is the demeanor.
2: Like it's just, you know,
1: nigga the problem is you he's just some which again i mean he was a damn cop so you know knock on wood of course that that nigga is mean
0: right you don't just turn that on and off
1: yeah
2: mm-hmm. no you don't and i just you know wish well they're not gonna i can't expect that woman to come and speak out against her husband or their children to speak out against them but if those walls could talk I am sure that is just probably a small fraction of how nasty he has been to them throughout the course of the marriage and parenting.
1: Yeah, like, a, like I can only imagine how he is when the camera's not rolling.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I appreciate Quick sitting down and apologizing because he owed little Jamie that apology. Little Jamie is right. You don't get to use my, my trials and tribulations as... As a uh you know, a warning when you've been in the streets yourself, use yourself as an example. You want to show Ooh. your kids what life can look like when you on the wrong side of the law and shit like that? Use yourself. You've been stabbed, you've been shot, you just sold drugs, you didn't got it out the mud. Don't use me, especially while these cameras rolling and I'm already having a hard enough time. My own father says I'm I'm clamoring for attention when I start talking about suicide ideation and shit like that. No, leave me the fuck alone. So I was glad that they apologized. I really appreciate Ashley's perspective in this situation. And like she said, as somebody who, who had a parent that constantly talked to her in that way and act like she was trouble and she was a problem child and she was never going to do nothing or go nowhere, be, get far in life. That kind of stuff is very triggering. I imagine it to be.
0: Yeah, it but, has to be. The people that are supposed to pour positivity and light into you or saying shit like that to you, of course they take. He a sure. bum. A
2: bum? I came from your nutsack. Take a bum to raise a bum, baby.
1: A cop calling somebody a bum is crazy. I'm
2: a bum, but at least I'm not a pig, bitch.
1: <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, 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 speak on it. Huh speak on it.
2: Um I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I think oh yeah, the the wrestling thing. I think that's cool. One thing I do like about Quick is he got a very fast business mind. Like he can see the dollar in something that is not very typical. And he like, "Let me get my hand in wrestling. Wrestling been a billion dollar industry."
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> wrestling been a billion dollar industry. Also um, is it me or some not curling all the way over with Joy Clifton and this woman that was also on Ready to Love that he spends quite a bit of time with?
0: Man,
2: What's her name?
0: Carmen. Carmel,
2: Sherelle, Camilla, Camel, Carla, Carmen, Carmen, Carmen. Close mm-hmm. enough. Caramel, cause if y'all in a thruple, baby, you definitely a unicorn named Caramel. Caramel, you fucking them, Joy and Clifton. Why like if y'all doing non-traditional non-monogamy, that's okay. Say that. But she too, that woman too close to y'all for somebody that he was once interested in.
1: hmm That cause, that's because he's still in. Yeah.
2: Y'all definitely having oral sex in the train. One right behind one caboose behind the other.
0: <laughs> Not them running a the tunnel,
1: y'all. Running the- oh. a <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everybody laying on their stomach, eating and sucking. So...
1: <laughs> Talk about a fantastic voyage, i tell you what.
2: <laughs> choo, choo. Mm. Listen, it's some freaky shit going on. He's a freaky ass nigga. And I would like to see it because I do think Joy and Clifton is attractive. But I'm just saying that that ain't just no business relationship.
1: Uh, Oh, there's some business going on, right?
2: (laughs) Also, I don't, whatever this beard oil is, I don't want to buy it. I want people to stop trying to jump headfirst into skincare and cosmetics without the proper education. This people's skin that we talking about that y'all fucking with. Yeah.
1: Yeah, We are.
2: You finna say some bullshit. Nope,
1: nope, nope, nope.
2: You might as well, we hear one
0: now.
1: Nope. God bless everybody. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. Okay?
2: Oh, man. Hey, mm. thank you everybody for tuning in. We hope y'all have enjoyed. Um, you know, it's the oh my God, our favorite grumpy nigga got a birthday coming up. So listen, it's ten days away. We ten days away, okay. Make sure you, if you, if you got it on your heart, send our good nigga Jeremy a uh, cash app, okay. His birthday mm-hmm. is Valentine's Day. This the grumpiest nigga who hate everything. So
1: I don't hate everything.
2: You hate ninety seven percent of things. I,
1: that may or may not be accurate, but hey,
2: <laughs> I was being generous because it's more like ninety eight. But I was like, maybe 3%. (laughs) Yeah, he loved 3% of things he come across. But Jeremy got a birthday coming up, so uh, we will be recording before that, but you could let the Cash App start to flow now. True. Yeah, you know. Um, As usual, I'm appreciative of my two co-hosts. They definitely make it fun. Keep the laughs coming in. Y'all can thank Adrian for the show title this week you did your big one friend okay um you know don't don't be a sweetly seasoned okay mm. don't don't be as sweetly seasoned be better than that so that you so that you do not become suddenly shuttered okay that's all i'm saying we out we'll be back next week um be safe if you somewhere where it's winter time um I'm so sorry for you. Stay warm. It's gonna be in the 70s down here this week. Uh, y'all got can't... anything to say
0: before we go?
1: Um, go outside and touch some grass, and don't argue with strangers on the internet. Oh, that's, I
0: second that. That I feel
2: like. Well, we out, y'all. We'll be back next week. Peace. Bye, y'all. Peace.